God's people on today's show, we talk about the lion outside that keeps lazy people in the house. During our reading of Proverbs chapter 22 and 26, both in verse 13. And you don't want to miss how chapter 26 really just goes in on lazy people, which causes me to give you five steps. I mean, six steps. They were supposed to be five, but we changed them to six steps on how to stop making excuses and being lazy. Yo, you don't want to miss this. Maybe you too lazy to listen, but if you're not, sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire Guys People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. I've been getting a whole bunch of questions lately uh, from you guys. So thank you for hitting me up via email. Um, getting a lot of questions, a lot of comments and things like that. And you know me, you know, I listen to what y'all want to hear me talk about and we talk about it. Um, I thought it was ironic that a few of the questions this week were around the same topic, and it wasn't something that I talked about recently, so um, it was cool. A lot of people are asking me about laziness, um, and also just like my schedule. How do you do it? You saying you're doing all these things, like, yo, is it, like, am I tripping? Is it something wrong with me that I'm not doing all this? So I want to make sure we talk about that today. I also appreciate everybody who's um, emailing. I got some really wonderful messages via email and I don't share those, you know what I'm saying? Cause I try to keep it between the person that's talking to me. Maybe if you want me to share, uh, what you email, you have to start telling me like, yo, this is cool to share. So email me Jermaine Wilson music at gmail.com and tell me what you think of the show. But shout out to the people who hit me up last week, man. Um, I got a message in particular, you know who you are. Um, just really talked about how this show has actually helped you um, start finding your purpose and that like you don't know where you would have been without this show. So just know that that means a lot when I'm reading those type of messages. It's very encouraging um, because I'm talking to thousands of people and I don't know who everyone is. You know what I'm saying? And whenever you get a broad base of listeners in multiple countries and multiple states across the U.S., like I don't know. I'd be looking like, man, I don't, you know, I know who quite a few people are who listen. But it's thousands of people, and I'm like, I don't know if you know, you're listening because you love me, because you hate me. People listen for different reasons. So for those of you who make yourself known, who come uh, from out of the dark and say, what's up? I appreciate you guys. It goes a long way. Um, so let's get into it, man. You know what? Wait a minute. Before we get into it, we need a song, you know what I'm saying, to set the mood for us, to let us know what the vibe is today. Um, today's song is going to be um, a joint called The Christian Lifestyle, uh, featuring uh, my homegirl, uh, Katrina Campbell, the song was produced by her husband, Darrell Red Campbell Jr., my producer, um, always. And we did this song. This is on the Inspire God's People uh, project. You can listen to uh, right now on Apple Music or Spotify. Uh, we're going to use that song to set the, set the tone for the day. Um, so we're going to play bits and pieces of it in between the segments. We got some amazing conversations. So let's get into this talk about laziness and... 
Let me figure out what part of this song I want to play. To get your mind ready. 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 Still a few real ones. You can fake a vibe. You can never fake a lifestyle. You can fake a mood. You can never fake a lifestyle. Inspire God's people. That's the motivation. God knows my art. I don't want to fake it. I value sound doctrine over entertainment. I am not your average. I'm amongst the greatest. Yo, you got to listen to the words on my music. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what did I say? You can fake a vibe. You can never fake a lifestyle. You can fake a mood. You can never fake a lifestyle. Right there, I'm just trying to let you know. You know what I mean? We are about being authentic. We are not trying to fake, you know, our way to success and fake our way in purpose. And you see a lot of that in this world today. But what we're really talking about is trying to create lifestyle habits. You know what I'm saying? Um, what did I say? Inspire God's people. That's the motivation, right? So, of course, this is my purpose. And think, I wrote this before the podcast ever existed. This is important because as I talk about the process, I really want y'all to see that a lot of the things that I've talked about over time and that we experience on our journey and on our path to success Sometimes you got to do one step before you get to the other one and you don't always have it figured out. Right. But, you know, it's an important step. So when I, you know, created this Inspire God's People album for music, which you can check out on Apple Music or Spotify by searching J Will Music, J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C, all one word, please. All right. Now that I got that out the way. But Inspire God's uh, People was the name of that project. This is when I first really was discovering that this is part of my purpose. So I said, inspire God's people. That's the motivation. God knows my art. I don't want to fake it. I had, I had a, like a brain freeze. God knows my art is the name of the project that I did um, before inspire God's people. So at this point, I'm naming albums. Then I have a line about sound doctrine. And then I say, I am not your average. I'm amongst the, I'm amongst the greatest. I am not your average. Not your average was the name of the project before. God knows my art. So hidden in all those lines is four titles of my albums. And yeah, hopefully you caught that. You might have to rewind and listen again. Now let's get into this topic. Man, let's start off with the word of God. All right. So like I said, been getting a lot of questions about laziness. People asking like, yo, you know, am I overdoing it? And I think this is a cool topic, right? So I really want you First, to understand, I'm, look, I'm going to give you five steps. So let me say that off, off back. I'm going to give you five steps. We're going to start with the Bible, look at some scripture. Then I'm going to give you five clear steps, you know, on how to, you know, overcome laziness and stop making excuses to be lazy, but also how to give yourself a little grace. All right. So keep in mind, everything that I talk about on this show is about a process. And the reason you constantly hear me talk about the process is because I'm trying to get you ready for the journey, the marathon. This is not a sprint. We are not trying to rush our way anywhere. And when I get into the five steps, it'll make sense. So let me stop there before I start getting into the steps, before I take the steps. And then that'd just be all messed up. That's how you trip. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't trying to trip today. All right. So let's start with Proverbs 22, verse 13. All right. Very simple. I love reading Proverbs because it's like, <laughs> you don't have to, like, it's, it's just saying it. It's, Proverbs is like the blunt friend that just tells you exactly what it is. 
They don't beat around a the bush. They don't try to waste too much time. It's like, yo, your breath stink. And then that's just like, you just done. Like, okay, all right, I'm hurt right now, but thank you. Proverbs 22, verse 13 in the New Living Translation. Here's what it says. The lazy person claims there's a lion out there. If I go outside, I might be killed. This Look, I remember the first time I really read through Proverbs, uh, I don't know, let's say 10 years ago, and this stuck out to me when I was really studying the word, right? Because I think what happens with the Bible is we memorize really popular passages of scripture, and then we start elevating those passages that we memorized as if they're more important than the stuff we haven't memorized. Keep in mind when you're reading the Bible, it's all important. <laughs> and so I think part of the thing is like, like I'll use an example, like we remember the scripture, we've memorized it. The love of money is the root of all evil, right? And we almost treat it like, yep, that's as far as I got to study money. I'm good. I know that the love of money is the root of all evil, so I don't have to know nothing else about money, right? Well, there's a bunch of other scriptures about money that you also need to study, even if you don't have them memorized. That's how I feel about laziness. We don't realize exactly just how much the Bible addresses this topic because these are not scriptures that we've necessarily memorized. All right. But it's a lion out there. This scripture is actually hilarious to me. My man say it's a lion outside, bro. Um, if I go outside, I might be killed. Right now. I know what you asking yourself like, yo. What's wrong with that? It seems like a legitimate thing. And this is one thing I, I want you to understand about laziness. Laziness at its core, a lot of times, is built off of something legitimate. So we will have a legitimate feeling or reaction, but we manipulate people and situations by adding a little sauce to it, okay? If I go out there, I might be killed because it's a lion outside. All right. Some of y'all are like, well, I ain't going out there with no lion, Jake. I'm going to tell you just like that, bro. All right, let's go to Proverbs 26. And ironically, also chapter 13. Now, here's what's crazy to me. I'm like, yo, this is in here more than once. Imagine a situation or a topic making the Bible twice. And you didn't even have this memorized, did you? I'm just messing with you. Maybe you did. All right, Proverbs, let's go to chapter 26, verse 13, and let's see what that says. Because the first thing I really want to add, like, I want to address is whether or not the Bible addresses laziness, how much does the Bible address it, just generally or speaking, right? And then, like, how, how serious should I be taking this topic? I think that's really what is the starting point for us is, is this a serious topic? Because we know it's a lot of serious topics in the world, right? Should I be considering laziness as something that's more serious or detrimental to my life and my, and my relationship with Christ than I do today? All right. Proverbs 26 and 13 says this. The lazy person claims there's a lion on the road. Yes, I'm sure there's a lion out there. <laughs> What is it with this lion? Like, it's a lion outside. It's a lion outside. Like, that's actually hilarious to me 
that the Bible is using this as an example of someone who's lazy because, again, on the surface, and this is a key point, this is a key phrase that I'm using right now, on the surface, it actually seems to be true. And I think, uh, all right, I'm going to talk about that in one of my steps. Let me get through these scriptures and I get to my five steps. Because the Bible ain't done talking about laziness. Verse 14, like the next three verses is just going in on lazy people. 14 says, as a door swings back and forth on its hinges, so the lazy person turns over in bed. Bruh, the Bible be like just going at, like attacking your sin. Like it just, man, like I, I was just tossing and turning in bed. You just like, yo, you, yeah, you lazy. Okay. Verse 15. Lazy people take their take food in their hand, but don't even lift it to their mouth. Could you imagine how lazy that is to take food and put it in your hand and be too lazy to put it in your mouth? Right. I love the visuals of the Bible. It's nothing but bars. Last one. Verse 16. Ah, this one hurts, y'all. Lazy people consider themselves smarter than seven wise counselors. Woo. All right. All right. So we got a lot going in about laziness. I want to focus in on it's a lion outside. It, 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 it's a lion outside. All right. So peep this. When I was thinking about this scripture and the fact this whole idea of a lion being outside. I'm like. Yo. Again, it seems legit, right? But then I started thinking, what's the difference between a person that sees a lion outside and allows it to stop them from going out there if they are called to be out there? And that's what's deep to me because I'm like, I see lions in the zoo every day, yo. Like, if, if a lion being outside was supposed to stop you and keep you in the house, then I got to make sense out of Daniel and the lions then, right? Because he was in there with a whole bunch of lions, right? And he got thrown in there on some other stuff. Then I got to figure out, well, how, how did lions get to the zoo? Like, how are people, like, there are lion trainers out here. What am I saying? Somebody had to be the person to say, I'm going to go outside. Because a lion being outside didn't stop a lion trainer from becoming a lion trainer. Like, and I don't know how that worked. And don't get me wrong, I'm not necessarily trying to encounter a lion. But it makes sense to me that at the end of the day, there can be something legitimate happening or something concerning happening. But it doesn't mean you just come to the conclusion to stay in the house and do nothing. And I just want you to understand that your laziness can be rooted in, in what you think are legitimate reasons, right? And only you know that. I'm not here to condemn you today. I'm not here to go off on you. But what I am saying is you can examine yourself and ask yourself, are some of the things that I am legitimately saying are reasons why I'm not doing something, is it really exposing my laziness? Like, is my laziness being exposed when I say, yo, well, I can't, you know, I'm talking about me now. I'm not talking about, about nobody else. Like, yo, well, you know, that's just, well, they parents got money. So I can't, you know, I can't get to that point in life because, you know, I, I don't come from money or whatever, da, 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 right? 
it's a bunch of excuses. I don't want to get into them because then, it's, I don't know, you start using excuses. I try to focus on myself when I'm doing this type of stuff. So, um, you know, I don't say nothing that hit home with nobody. And it's like, whoa, hold on, bro. You talking about, no, no, no. I'm talking about me. My point is this. I know that there have been times in my life that I thought I had a legitimate excuse for why I was doing something. And when I really take a step back and examine myself through scripture, it's like, bro, you was just lazy. Like, just say it. Like, you know, like you was lazy. Homework ain't for me. It's a lion outside. Hey, 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 hey. It's a lion outside. I think I want to do a song called It's a Lion Outside. Actually, sidebar. I've been thinking about this for years. But uh, that got to happen. Uh, that got to happen. I've been going back to my community, speaking at schools, talking to these kids, trying to give them a clue. Like if I made it out of here, then you can make it out too. But it's kind of hard to make some moves if you ain't willing to move. We stand still while we scream protests. Professional procrastinators, the name of Jesus we profess, but the lifestyle we live in ain't the greatest. The greatest the Yo, the greatest, the greatest, yeah, that's the Christian lifestyle featuring Katrina Campbell, produced by Darrell Red Campbell Jr., and we playing that song all day. What I say in that verse? Um, I've been going back to my community, speaking at schools, talking to these kids, trying to give them a clue. Like if I made it out of here, then you can make it out too. But it's trying, but it's kind of hard to make some moves if you ain't willing to move. Man. Like, okay, here's the thing, a way I approach my music always is I try my best to have lyrics where if you wrote them on paper and read them as an, a letter to someone, it would literally make sense. You know what I'm saying? And so this, when I wrote this song a couple of years ago, I was doing a lot of um, work in the schools, in the community, um, different mentor programs in Detroit, um, had different students and I would do career days. Um, a lot more of that when I was working locally versus nationally. It's a little tough. Um, and obviously with COVID that hasn't happened in the last year, kids haven't even been in schools, but, um, God has given me opportunities, man, to speak to kids at schools and stuff and see some of the things firsthand. And that's always been important to me because, you know, I grew up, and took a lot of um, pride, especially when I was younger, and the seeing people come in our school, there were things that were said to me that actually changed my life or that I remember to this day. And then if I'm being honest, when I got in high school, I was a little ignorant and I was a class clown. And a lot of times I used to um, blaze the, the um, career day people. So I just got to be honest about my shortcomings as well. Um, but anyway, back, back to the whole topic at hand, um, you know, it's kind of hard to make some moves if you ain't willing to move. Um, man, that y'all y'all feel what I'm saying? Like, like we talk about making moves, we talk about all these things we're gonna do, but really we professional procrastinators. And um, I wanna give you these five steps um on how to stop making excuses for being lazy. And um, some of them relate to the scriptures we just read, um, and this whole idea of there being a lion outside. Some of them are answers um, to the questions that people ask me of like, how are you doing it? Like, you know, how you do this or whatever. So let's jump into these five steps real quick. All right. The, the first step um, and the key, if you will, um, and, and these are not necessarily in order and there's probably a hundred more steps, but I really want to focus on these five things for our conversation today. Um, number one, you know, when it comes to people asking me, how do I do it? Because I work a corporate job, I'm married. 
You know, I have a podcast, I make music, um, and I feel like I do a hundred other things. The, the first thing I will tell you is you have to improve efficiency. Okay, so when I say things like, yo, I got a podcast and I, you know, got this corporate job or A, B, C, D, E, and F, right? Um, for your life, it, number one, it doesn't mean that our lives are going to mirror, right? So you don't need to do five things because I'm doing five things. Um, the, the message in it is really that you need to be operating and walking in your purpose, whatever God called you to do. Um, you don't need to copy and paste. I used to do that. I would read a book and a person say, oh, they up at two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, man, I'm up at two o'clock in the morning. You know, we, we feel like that sometimes. And that's part of the process, too. So it's not a bad thing if you feel like that. It's actually a good thing. It means that you're one step closer to figuring it out for yourself. But I would say improve efficiency. And what do I mean by that? So um, one thing I've experienced is that, you know, with each um, job promotion or each new opportunity um, or each uh, new creation like this podcast or creating a new album, uh, really, my life gets becomes a little more busy. Right. And so I always have to take a step back and ask, like, all right, how am I going to manage this? And so a couple of ways I improve efficiency. We've talked about the importance of keeping a list. Um, I have a color coded ca uh, calendar on my phone and on my laptop for work, especially. So if I got 10 calls tomorrow, they're already on there. They're booked. I already got those calls. Right. So you got to try your best to get more organized with your time. That's really the first thing. You're trying to improve the efficiency of your time, right? Another way that I've done that and it improved efficiency is, I'll give you an example. So first I built a music studio, right? And, you know, I used to, um, I used to live pretty close to my producer, Red. I could hop in the car on a lunch break and go 15 minutes to him, 10 minutes. We was probably 10 minutes away from each other. And I could be like, man, I got a song idea. Let's work on it, right? And then I moved an hour away from him, like on a whole different side of town. And I was like, yo, like if I want to still make music, this isn't efficient. I'm too busy to drive an hour for a song idea. Because sometimes I'm in the studio for an hour, sometimes three hours, sometimes 30 minutes. Like that's it's not efficient, right? So after a while, you know, talked to my wife, built my own studio, my own music studio, right? And so and really just with what I need. Right. I, I built it with what I need. Red helped me build it and figure out like, yo, what do we need? You know, now he didn't help me build it, but you get what I'm saying. Like he helped me organize and figure out what equipment I needed for my studio space. So then we started um, I started recording my own songs and actually the album um, Inspire Guys People is the first album that I recorded myself. like. Those songs, I recorded, I engineered it, sent things to him, and now me and Red are working efficiently and digitally, sending music back and forth to each other. So I'm just giving you an idea when people ask, how do you do it? I, you have to make things. So you got to look at your life and say, all right, how do I make this efficient? Because now, instead of me driving an hour away to go to the studio, now I have my own studio. Then when I created this podcast, after the first year, I built a separate studio for the podcast. So it's like I got a music studio, which really can be used as both. Then I have a podcast studio, right? So it's like I made it to where 
now I can do these things and I can go from, you know, in a business meeting in Florida through Zoom, you know, in my office to come into my studio. And now I am in Inspire Guys People land. Right. So you you hear me say I'm doing three, four or five things, but I'm able to position these things. My life is positioned where I can get to these things easily. I'm hoping that helps you out. So as you're thinking about your life, I want you to think about how do I become more efficient with my time? What can I do? And this takes time. You don't have to figure it out in one day, y'all. I did not figure this out in one day. You get what I'm saying? And when I, when I built my studio, I had been going to other people's studio for 15, 10, 15 years. And I've been learning things over. That's why I say it's a process. I had been learning things over that 10 or 15 years to where when I had my own studio, I really knew how to engineer. I didn't realize it until it's like if you watch something happen for 10 or 15 years, you're learning. You get what I'm saying? You're learning. And so now I know how to engineer. I know like all the little effects of the show, the music coming in. I'm, like I'm mixing the show, right? That That's a blessing because... It makes me more efficient. I'm not dependent on 20 people to produce my podcast, right? So, all right. So you got to figure out how do I improve efficiency in my life and with my purpose. It's not just about overworking yourself. So I don't want y'all to think when I, when I say I'm busy, and I am, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes I think I'm crazy. At least once a month, I think I'm a little out of my mind. But I want to give you another example as it relates to efficiency, right? I'm a husband. It's really important to me that I'm present with my wife and that um, none of these things become more important to her. Right. And so there are situations where you have to prioritize. Right. I don't even think that's one of my keys, but let's sneak that one in there with um, efficiency. Prioritize. OK, so as it relates to prioritizing and we're talking about defeating lazy, efficiency and prioritization helps defeat laziness. You get what I'm saying? Because laziness creeps in because you're sluggish. You don't even really know what you're doing today. So you slept for four hours. That's wasting time. And then when you was about to do something, you got like all of these things allow for laziness to creep in when you're not planning, when you're not prioritizing and you're not efficient. OK. And so with prioritizing, let me give you an example. I always have too much to do right now. I got way too much to do. OK. Um, I've been working all day. It's a hundred things that happen today. And one day for me, 150 things happen. Okay. But I have to prioritize. So like, I know that, you know, for me, Tuesdays are long nights. I record my podcast after I'm done with work and whatever else. And I'm up typically late, right? You know, the show is getting uploaded at midnight. So Monday, not this Monday, I decided like, yo, you know what? I got through work, had a long day. I'm never done with work. Just remember that. It's never actually done. I just decide to stop and do the rest tomorrow. But I have to prioritize what's important. So yesterday I was like, you know what? It's a Monday. Let's go out to dinner. Me and my wife went, set out to dinner, spent some time together, talk, laugh, all that. And then I was like, I got a friend that lost a loved one. And I've been so busy. We, I've tried to connect. And they was busy, obviously, dealing with that. But now that they're at a point where they were at home, I'm like, you know what? We coming to see you, okay? So then we went and spent a couple of hours with my friend. And so I had to prioritize yesterday that it was about first my wife, 
and then going and being a friend with someone. Um, that was important to me. And then everything else got pushed to today, okay? Prioritization. You have to decide what needs to be done now and what can wait, okay? And so as you're looking at your life and you're looking at your schedule, it's not about overworking and becoming worn out. And that does happen sometimes and you have to step back, right? And we'll get into that in the next step. But it really is about saying, how can I be more efficient with my time? How can I prioritize my time? I'm going to tell you right now, lazy people do not prioritize. You know what they do? They freestyle. Lazy people just wake up and like they a lot of times maybe go to their day job because that's somebody else telling them and dictating what they do. But they don't know how to control their own time. So we're talking about freedom. We're talking about you deciding your time. Okay, you don't need a boss to supervise you for your life, right? You have the Bible, you have Christ for that. And God has given you the ability to be efficient and to prioritize. So prioritization is very important because you can't do everything. And the more um, successful you become, the more you walk in your purpose, it's always gonna be more to do. And you don't wanna drive yourself crazy. You wanna keep your sanity. And so that's where the power of no comes in. And sometimes you say, I can't do that today. Because I have to prioritize going to see my friend or taking my wife to dinner. That's just as important to me as recording as a podcast. Record, no need to be perfect, just authentic. Because it's hard to have step when you are in it. But the fact remains that you're still a human being. So that means you were born in sin, forced to fight flesh. Yo, no need to be perfect, just authentic. Because it's hard to have step when you are in it. Woo, come on, man. It's really hard to have step when you all in it. You know what I'm saying? But the fact remains that you're still a human being. So at the end of the day, you got to fight flesh. So what am I saying in all of this? I'm telling you that this is about balancing. Balancing the fact that I'm a human being. I don't have to be perfect, but I should be genuine and committed, right? And so that leads me to the next step. And that is number three. Kind of number four. I think we done made six steps. I need to change this to six steps because we added efficiency. But allow mistakes, okay? Uh, one of the things when you think about laziness and like, how do I figure all of this out? Allow yourself to make mistakes. Man, I don't want y'all to get the wrong idea. Like I'm just like some perfect person or something. I talk about a lot of these things because I have learned these things and I am genuine. And that's always my thing. It's like I'm genuine and I'm fully committed but I'm not perfect. That means I got to wake up every day and fight my flesh and deny my flesh. That means I still get lazy sometimes. I might have a lazy day. I might have a lazy hour. I may have an inefficient week. Um, I have shortcomings. And so what I've learned along the, along the way is that you have to give yourself grace. So if you're a person out there that's finding yourself like maybe you're overworking or you're underworking and you're trying to find your mix that's why we're guiding you to your purpose, okay? I don't want you to overreact if you're on any edge of the spectrum as long as you know you're working towards it. That's what this is about. This is about people who are committed to working towards something. But understand in the midst of all of that, you are not going to be perfect. I'm telling you this show, if you listen consistently and you apply these principles, your life will change. I guarantee that. Like, you will see results, right? If you're consistently doing this. And we'll talk about that in the next step. But you got to allow yourself 
to make mistakes, okay? All of us, starting with me, I'm just like you. I make mistakes all the time. Again, sometimes I'm too busy. Sometimes I'm being lazy. I'm not busy enough. Like This is about finding that balance, and there's no real rush to get there. We want to be consistently moving towards the right direction, but we don't have to do it overnight, okay? And that leads me to step number four, and we're talking about how to stop making excuses for being lazy. How to stop saying, it, it's a lion outside. If I go out there, I'm a big, I'm a big kill. Got to stop saying that, all right? Like the scripture says. All right, what's step number four? I got a challenge for you, okay? Like, like I say in my song, judge me or love me. I don't want to judge you. I only want to challenge you because I really love you. I think that's something I would really love for my, like, as you listen to this show and we have these type of dialogues is understand I'm not trying to judge you, but I do want to challenge you. And sometimes it's a, it's a tough thing to balance because one can feel like the other, but just know the, the goal here is to challenge you to become better. And um, here's the challenge. Be consistent for 24 months. But the next thing you commit to outside of like marriage or getting saved and giving your life to Christ, those things are forever. OK, so got to be real specific because you never know who listening like, oh, yeah, is that God talking? Nope, that ain't God talking, telling you to only commit to somebody for marriage for 24 months. Nope, that's not what we saying. But here's what I am saying. The next thing you find yourself wanting to commit to. So whether it like if I use myself with creating a podcast or, you know, if you're going after a new corporate role or. If you're telling yourself, I'm going into a, a, a new business, I'm an entrepreneur, commit to it for, for 24 months. Be consistently committed to it for 24 months, right? And I'll give you an example here because um, I am example, man. Um, you know, y'all have heard me talk a little bit, not a whole lot about uh, me and my wife, real estate investment firm. And look, this has been kind of a journey. We, we went, um, you know, I don't know, I'm losing track of time because 2020 just threw a lot off with time. Um, cause it messed up my schedule and you know, the way I move around. So just being in the house, just every day can feel the same sometimes working at home. But it was, I believe the end of 2019, um, we, you know, joined a real estate group, did some, some courses and, you know, um, we started our business at the beginning of 2020. That's what it was. So you're talking a little over a year now, I think it was January, 2020, we started our business and we wanted to be off to the races. And then by March, COVID came, right? So we had to take a step back. We had decided we didn't want to, you know, be in COVID trying to purchase properties and things. So we really wanted to see what happened. Took a step back and decided to kind of get back um, and make that next step in around October-ish, right? And, you know, we were at the closing table on a couple of properties and different things were happening and um, just some things fell through, not on our end, but just, you know, other parties. When you purchasing properties, you got to be patient and understand that there can be issues that arise all the time. People don't close for different reasons, right? The good thing is all our stuff is straight, but you, some things happen out of our control, right? Um, we even, we didn't get our, um, earnest money deposit back on one. We had to, I had to have my real estate attorney reach out. We did get the money back. What's the point I'm making? The reason I'm telling you and challenging you, not telling you, but challenging you to be consistent for 24 months, because if you quit too soon, you won't allow the process to develop. Okay. 
there are times in this process that we could have just said, you know what? Oh, that property fell through. Oh, this happened. This ain't, no, this must be God telling us not to do it. Nope, I know that's not the case, right? Because if you say it was God on the front end that told you to do it, how are you going to turn around and say it ain't God that told you to do it because everything didn't go right? Remember, we talked about the ram in the bush a few weeks ago, and we talked about Abraham and how he had to get through every step in order to get to the ram. Be consistent for 24 months. And I'm telling you, man, if you could be consistent in something for 24 months, no, I'll say this. Number one, if that scares you, that means you're not really committed to what you're about to walk into. So beware of yourself if that's the case. But what this is going to do is teach you patience, teach you process, give you experience and learnings, right? And you can really be committed to something through the ups and the downs versus what we tend to do sometimes is a lot of us, we all, like me included, we want to do what we feel like doing, right? The problem with following your feelings is that your feelings change every day, every moment, right? You could be watching TV. Some shows make you happy. Some shows make you sad. Oh, this story made me sad. This one made me smile. Oh, it's a cat dancing. That's funny. That made me laugh. Man, your feelings can change a hundred times. You don't want to bring your feelings in that way into your purpose, okay? You need to separate your feelings from your purpose and what God has called you to do. Because like the Bible said, we have to preach in season, out of season, consistently, okay? Consistency. So I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm not telling you. Let me stop saying it that way. I am challenging you to be consistent in something for 24 months and break all those lazy habits. And if you're doing it over 24 months, man, hey, if you get to that 24th month and it wasn't right, it wasn't a waste of time because you learned something in that time, all right? All right, number five, number five, number five. Ooh, this is an important one right here, y'all. These last two are really important. Place value in your word. Ah, come on, man. Place value in your word? What am I saying here? I'm, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You got to place value in your word. All right, you know how many times I've done business with people on any level, and they will just say or commit to things that they can't uphold to. It's like little stuff like, okay, cool. Um, I'll be there Wednesday to pick you up for school. And it's like, you know, they lying when they said Wednesday, like you, when you said Wednesday and I know Wednesday is your, um, day that you like to sleep in. I knew you weren't coming to get me from school. Listen, y'all lazy people don't value their word because they're, they're controlled by their laziness. This means if I tell you I'm going to pick you up from school Wednesday, but Wednesday get Wednesday gets here and I don't feel like it, I allow the laziness to prevail over my word. So the challenge for us as we try to stop making excuses for being lazy and stop saying there's a lion outside, the challenge for us is that we now have to value our word over our laziness. And this is, I'm just telling you, this is tough sometimes because there have been times I committed to stuff a month or two in advance. And as it got closer, if I'm just being real, not, I'm not even going to say I didn't feel like doing it, but maybe my circumstances changed because I'm so busy and I don't have the same energy towards doing it as I did when I committed. But it doesn't really matter when you are a person that values your word more than your feelings, then you're breaking laziness every time you do what you said you was going to do. 
What did I say in the last song? Don't make me pull out another song. Stop saying what you gonna do till you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. You felt it deep in your soul. The promise did not expire. Be inspired. Listen, y'all. We acting like the promise expired. That's, you know what? Even going back to the last point on the being consistent for 24 months, the reason we're struggling to be consistent is because we're acting like God's word is going to expire like a carton of milk. Listen, this promise that God has in his word, these promises, right? And what are you talking about? God's promise, Jermaine. I'm talking about things like greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I'm talking about things like walk by faith and not by sight. I'm talking about things like delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, right? I'm talking about those things in the proper context, right? I'm not talking about no false dream, no fake stuff, no get rich quick scheme. I'm literally just telling you that what God said is not going to expire. So you could take a step back. Be consistent, put some value in your word, and walk through this process. And stop devaluing your own word to where people don't even trust you when you say you're going to do something. All right, last but not least, number six. It was supposed to be number five, but number six. Um, as we're talking about how to stop uh, creating excuses for being lazy, um, Number six is about fine creativity beneath the surface. What do I mean by that? When I go back to that scripture in what, Proverbs 22 and 13, Proverbs 26 and 13, where it's this dynamic of a lion being outside um, that is really just representing of an excuse, a big excuse, right? That you're creating um, for a reason not to go out there because you're too lazy to go out there. When I say find creativity beneath the surface, if we live life on the surface, it seems like a lion is a good enough reason to stay in the house, right? A lion being out there might really kill you for real, so it sounds legitimate. What am I saying? Some of us, at the first sign of opposition, at the first moment that something isn't perfect, and again, this coincides with, with the being consistent, um, the first moment that it didn't look like we were going to get our... Uh, you know, first property and start this new business, then I just gave up because it didn't work out in the time that I said, no, find creativity beneath the surface. That's how a lion gets to the zoo. I'm sure the first person that had to figure out how to be a zookeeper or a lion trainer, a lion tamer, whatever they call it, like I'm sure you had to be really creative to figure out how to start training lions, right? Maybe you start training them as a baby. Oh, there you go. You train them as a baby. And by the time they're a big uh, lion that see you as an um, a option for their uh, dinner, then you've already trained them, right? Be creative. So when you have obstacles in life and when things aren't perfect, don't be lazy. Be creative. Again, Jermaine, when you like, yo, I want to make a podcast or I want to make an album, but I don't have time to drive an hour anymore because I'm busy or I got a lot more responsibilities and I don't want to just be gone like that in the middle of the day or whatever. Like, okay, build your own, right? That's being creative. So what can I build? But remember, last week we talked about how to be inspired. I'm not moving away from those five steps. Step number one was learn. What you got to understand is you have, when you learn, that's you committing to the time that it takes to do these things. And 
learning also um, enhances creativity because I'll put it this way, right? I never learned how to work on a, a car engine. So my creativity is limited because I never put in no time, right? But a person has been working on a car uh, engine for 20 years, they can be super creative on how to fix all your problems with your car because they've done it enough. Give yourself time, but be creative. Don't just walk away from something because of what it looks like on the surface. So there you have it. I promised five steps and five tips and tricks or whatever you want to call it, and I gave you six. What did I say to recap? We talked about improving efficiency, allowing mistakes, be consistent for 24 months, place value in your word, um, and find creativity beneath the surface. Oh, there was one more that we added in there, and it was, uh, what's the word? I, the word is on the tip of my brain right now, and I can't think, prioritization. Prioritize your tasks, and that is how you stop making excuses for being lazy. There is no longer a lion outside because you took the lion to the zoo. Mr. Creative Lion Tamer Man, Mrs. Lion Tamer Woman Girl, you did that. Hey, God's people, it's your vision coach, LaToya Early, and I want to invite you to the Chase Great Shift Conference, May 15th, 16th, 2020. Listen, if you are a coach and you are ready to shift your market, your money, your message, and your mindset in your business, then I challenge you to visit www.chasegreatshift.com and secure your seat today. Yo, man, I'm so excited about this show today. I'm hoping that you have gotten something good out of these six steps. And, um, you know, laziness is a super important topic to me because I think there's a psychological approach to it as well. We're like we have this psychology and this way that we think about things based on how we grew up or things in our personal lives. And sometimes it really um, fogs our ability to see God's purpose for our life. And I know that sometimes on this show, it's challenging. And just in general, I may be a challenging person because I say things that are typically um, something that you might not have heard before, or it's kind of odd in comparison to what you heard. Like, you know, I've told y'all before, like some of my friends and people around me struggle with the way that I talk about calling people average. Like I call people average, like, oh yeah, he average, she average based on their actions, right? And sometimes it's like, it's more funny to me that the truth hurts and that we don't want to call something what it is. Like, so for instance, if I was driving around in a car and it was on four flats, nobody would have an issue with, with saying, yo, he's driving on flats. You get what I'm saying? But it's so interesting to me that what I think people do is they drive with the car like with the, the tire pressure just not right. So you're not on a flat, but so we can't all the way tell to call it out. But if a person who knows tire pressure, they can look and tell, yo, that tire pressure ain't right. And that can cause issues too. So my point is a flat is an extreme condition. So we only like to call out extreme conditions, but we lack the discernment sometimes to call out the subtle thing, right? And that's how I feel like laziness operates. It's a very subtle thing where you create and make excuses for why you can't be who God called you to be. So, for instance, when I think about 
um, Joseph in the Bible. And I, I know I talk about Joseph so much. But when I think about Joseph in the Bible, imagine Joseph saying, ah, I don't got to be great. I mean, why? It don't take all that. Why I got to be great? Well, it's like because there's purpose in you being great. You're not just being great for you, Joseph. You elevating in this kingdom and God giving you this strategy on how to save is literally not just going to save random lives, but also is going to preserve the lives of your family and your bloodline. And Joseph, by the way, years from now, you don't realize it, but you're in the bloodline of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. So we need to preserve this bloodline. So my question to people oftentimes is like, what is God using you to preserve? So maybe if you take purpose and success, like stop looking at it as selfishly just for your life. You know, the Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children and his children's children. So ultimately, what I love about the Bible in the way that it approaches purpose and things that we might call success or greatness is that it makes it less about you and more about the long term of what God wants to do in your bloodline. So I think with some of us, maybe you're too lazy to get out of the bed for yourself. Maybe you're too lazy to commit to something for 24 months by, for your, uh, just for yourself. But start doing it for your bloodline. Start doing it for the things that you don't even know that God is going to do down the line. Start doing it for when you're not even here no more. And that's the thing, man. You got to be driven by something. And like, I, I thank God that even though I don't have kids, I do things with my kids in mind. Like that drives me. So it's like, you know, sometimes people don't want you to be going after greatness or pursuing purpose. And that's going to happen in this life. People not going to understand it. They don't understand what you're driven by. But I'm telling you, man, when God has a call on your life, why did Jeremiah say it was like fire shut up in his bones? When something is on fire, it's moving. It's like, like, like we be walking around like, I'm supposed to believe you on fire. You just walk around like, yeah, it is what it is. I, you know, I get up when I want. You're not on fire. I get up when I get up. You know what I mean? It, no, like, and so, but one thing is like, dude, a lot of times because if you on fire and somebody else don't want to be on fire, which most of us don't want to literally be on fire, it's like, yo, get away from me. Get away. Like when you on fire, you are contagious. And so what I'm learning in life is sometimes when you are going after your purpose and you so like into it and you like feel it and it's literally like fire shut up in your bones, like that can throw lazy people off. Like, so I don't want you around me. If I'm just trying to chill, get away from me, bro. I'm, hey, my name's Jay Will. I'm just trying to chill. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it rhymes. Yes, I do that all the time. Yes. No, no, it's not a crime. I'm sorry. Anyway, you get my point, right? At the end of the day, man, when this fire shut up in your bones and your purpose and your call to something in life, it's greater than you. Moses going back and getting the children of Israel, was that not greatness? Come on, y'all. When he raised the staff and the seas parted, was that not greatness? I like, I mean, come on. Like, don't let a lion outside stop you from going and got, letting God use you to save people and split the Red Sea and whoever he's going to use you to bring to the faith. Man, we got to start looking at it as bigger than ourselves. I'm not telling you to go 
after purpose and success just so you can have money so you can go buy some shoes or you can go buy something you always wanted. I'm telling you to go after purpose and success so that you can have freedom, so that you can um, create opportunities for your family. Like sometimes we act like um, it's like we have like lied to ourselves to believe like money is just, oh, it's so bad. Like it's, oh, no, no, I don't. The money is bad. Well, it's like, well, well, when the last time you bought something without money? Like, you telling me it's bad if I send my kids to college and they don't have to pay for it? No, it doesn't make your life perfect. And this ain't about money. What I'm saying is that sometimes laziness creates legitimate excuses. What do I mean? It's a lion outside. It might kill me. Okay, the love of money is the root of all evil. So some of us use that fact, the love of money as the root of evil, to create an, a lion. Like, we have turned money sometimes into a lion. Like, oh, no, well, I don't want to love money, so I ain't going to do it. That ain't what it said. It didn't tell you to stay in the house. You got to get out and live. You got to find out what has God called me to do and commit to it for the long term, man. This is bigger than you. This ain't so you can have money so you can stun on people. That's not what we talking about on Inspire Guys People. So you could be great so you could throw it in somebody's face? No. We talking about you go be great and then go grab somebody else's hand and pull them to greatness and then teach them how to go grab somebody else's hand and pull them to greatness because in the long term, there's going to be a return on the investment in the kingdom just like in the parable of the talents. This is about a return on the investment. That return is salvation. People giving their lives to Christ because God used you and your gift. See it as bigger than you. We've been taught to only see success as a selfish thing that we try to accomplish for our own lives. Listen, that may be a benefit of it. God may put you in a position and as a result of the hard work, right? You're going to, hey, the fruit of your labor. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, it can't just be about money. It can't just be about success. It's greater than that. Every time I get a promotion in my corporate role and then become now that I'm a leader and then I'm leading it like I'm involved in so much leadership. It ain't about me. It's about like, yo, look at all these people I could connect with and impact their careers and their lives and literally allow God to use me to inspire his people. Even when I'm in a corporate setting, my light can shine. Right. That's how you got to look at it as bigger than you, because it might be somebody in a meeting that you going into that need to see the light. Like you never know how bad somebody's day has been. You never know what somebody else has been going through. And when they connect with you, when they turn on your podcast, their life can be changed. When they see you and they talk to you, their life can be changed. Man, that's all I can say, bro. I just, I just hope, I really hope that you stop making the lion turn you into a liar. Like some of us are liars about lions. We just making a lion about everything. Like, yo, that's a lion. That's a, no, that little small, no, that ain't no lion. That ain't, even if it is a lion, God gifted you with something. Goliath didn't keep David in the house. Why you letting that lion keep you in the house? Listen, man, I hope y'all enjoyed this show today. Please do share it with a friend. I thank y'all so much for rocking with me every week, man. It's been amazing. Um, the numbers are going up. It's more and more people listening, um, more and more people um, that are feeling the connection to Inspire Guys people. And we just getting started, man. 
we looking to grow a lot of things. The next thing I really want to work on figuring out is improving our website and making it a more interaction, interactive tool where you can download materials to go along with the show and music and all of those things. PDFs that are really going to um, serve as documents to help you and hold you accountable. Like when I do these shows, like six steps or five steps, right? I'm starting to create PDFs that have those steps written out that you can remember them. So look, please share this show with a friend. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and please do leave a review um, or at the very least, email me, Music at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the show. I think highly of you. I love y'all and appreciate you so much for listening. Have an amazing day. Take it back, yeah, 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 take it back. 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 Take it back